Sean Sewell with the Ingrimit.com podcast. Really excited to have you back on for the third exciting time, my man, Ryan Humphreys. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Thank you for having me, sir. <laughs> my absolute pleasure. I love the self-branding. You got Existence Athletics logo right there. You got name on your shirt <laughs> so you don't forget. This is good. Right. You know, like you were mentioned, I, mentioning earlier, sporting teams, right? Someone wearing, <laughs> wearing another man's uh, name or, or another female's name, you know? Yeah. I don't watch sports, so you are your sport. <laughs> I am my I am my my own sport, right? I can appreciate that. It's kind of funny, like a lot of people, not a lot. I'll say some people out there um, are really bummed about no sporting events right now, and I couldn't honestly care less. Like whatever, the mountains <laughs> are still there. The dogs still need to go outside. I like to be outside. You you do stuff outside. It's it's been yeah. really. Um, we're gonna go on a deep tangent, I'm sure, but it's been really interesting to see how people have adapted embraced or quite the opposite during the situation yeah i mean it it affects everybody a little bit differently it does right there was there's a great post i saw it's floating around the inter, interwebs on uh how you know there's a lot of people saying oh we're in the same boat you see this one it's like nah we're in the same storm but we're definitely not in the same boats it's like we're all weathering the same storm right but we are yeah. definitely not in the same boat. There's a lot of people right now that, okay, you know, they were working from home before. That's the same. Then there are people that are trying to figure out if they're going to be able to pay their mortgage or mm -hmm. put food on the table, right? right. Like it is, same storm, different boats, but the sports thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I couldn't, uh, I don't know. Yeah. No. I don't know what season it is. I don't know who was supposed to be playing. Yeah. <laughs> is there playoffs? Uh, something. Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't really. Am I miss the Super Bowl. I don't yeah. know. You know, it's kind of interesting. And uh, to your point, that's that's a very good analogy. We're all in the same storm. We had different boats, different resources. You're right. A lot of people, you know, this isn't that big a deal because they they do work from home or they can work from home. Like my my wife, you know, she was working from home one day a week already. We built her little office. I was showing you earlier, and she was you know very effective, and now she's pivoted to full time at home, like most people. Yeah. She has a job, but unfortunately. You know, she works in HR, and today she has to um, give out COBRA letters and uh, layoffs and furloughs and uh, reduction in hours, which is a, a very common coping strategy for businesses to survive. And, um, you know, I was talking to Jim Lamacusa of Cusa Tea and Coffee uh, two weeks ago about him laying off a couple people, but he felt bad about it. But by letting those people go, it allows them to get to unemployment, which is at an all-time high, right? Um, right. But it's easy to apply for, and uh, those resources are there to help people. But also, he, he had a good point. If his business doesn't stay in business, then he can't serve his customers or give jobs to his other staff, right? So Absolutely. there's some necessary, I don't say evils, but necessary hard decisions um, a lot of people are facing. Yeah, yeah. It's many ways to look at this. Oh, for sure. Right? And it's... I, before Sorry, the, the, I announced the, you know, the intro, we were talking, you and I and Garrett, for like half an hour and seeing how, as fitness professionals and creatives, what we're doing to adapt. And um, Garrett brought up a good point. You guys are like twice as busy as usual, right? We're all putting overtime. Um, us, you know, <laughs> like, we're going to get into what you're creating because that's, that's a whole nother topic right there. That's exciting <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's great because People like you, especially Ryan and Garrett and, and our colleagues are uh, seeing new ways to serve our audience, right? All, you, you have a gym, a very wonderful gym, a, a 
great gym that I, I'm a big fan of. I've gone there for strong for certifications. There's gonna be a flexible steel here in a few months there. You know, you guys are at the, at the very top, I think, in the, in the industry for leadership and education, and you can't go there right now. That stinks, right? And I have three gyms I closed down in one day, and that stinks. But, you know, we were talking about earlier, Zoom. My goodness, it's been such a good resource. Or FaceTime even, or whatever, Google Hangout, whatever it is that the person has access to is still a great resource. And like it, it's like the extra personal now. We're putting the extra personal in personal training because we're in your home and you're in our home and you get to see our dogs and you get to see the wife or the kids. And, you know, it's very personal. Yeah. It is, it's extremely personal training, right? <laughs> That's your bedroom. Nice. This is my bedroom. <laughs> right? Yeah. The, uh, um, it's, it's, well, a lot of people, you know, have checked in, which has been amazing. Just kind of like people I hadn't heard from in a long time, friends, family, um, colleagues, you know, former members, things like that, just kind of checking in. I'm like, they're like, Oh, what are you doing with all your free time? And <laughs> I, I kind of laugh like, Oh, that, that'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, that's cute. I, mean, I, I, I feel like I have been gifted a little bit with a little bit of extra sleep. Yeah. Right. So sure. we went from, you know, having 5:30 AM classes, having 5:30 AM training sessions. When I have a 5:30 AM training session, I like to get up at four. I like to be, you know, in the, in the zone in the zone if you will but now our earliest class is seven so mm -hmm. in doing that i'm still getting up i might get up at 5 30 but i'm not getting up at four right. you know so it's i've been gifted this little extra sleep but as far as far as you know the people that are sitting around hanging out just just waiting that that is not i no, <laughs> that is <sir>. not us. <laughs> it's no. very evident what you're no. doing the, and the existence right. coaches are are throwing down i mean like, like you said the connection Mm -hmm. uh, the, the person, the personal connection, the personal training. One of the things that we kind of threw out there at the very beginning was like, and I'm sure, you know, same with your folks. Typically, if you've hired a personal trainer, if you've hired a coach mm -hmm. of any sort, right, you've sat down with that person and you've said, look, what is it that you're looking for? They, maybe they found you, you found them eventually, you guys sat down together, maybe it was virtual, maybe it was over the phone, maybe it was in person. And you said, what are you looking for, right? And you kind of described what it is that you do. They described what it is that they were looking for. And they decided that you were the person that was going to get them from point A to point B, mm -hmm. right? And maybe, you know, you didn't necessarily need a barbell to do that. Now, right. if it was an Olympic weightlifter that said, hey, I've got a 200 kilo snatch and I want a 205, like, okay. Yeah, yeah, very specific. <laughs> if, and if that's the case, they probably have a full on Olympic setup in their garage and they're, yeah. they're already good to go and you can still coach them, right? Yep. But that's kind of the big message that we were trying to put out there was like, look, you know, you guys invested with us, trusted us that we were the people to help you get from point A to point B. We can still hold you accountable. We can still create programs. We can still check in, give you that one-on-one -on -one attention, you know, whether it's in a, a group atmosphere on a Zoom class or whether that's a phone call or a Facebook message or whatever it is. And it really has put us in more contact, I think, with our members Yep. and really trying to figure out how, how community is adaptable, right? Or like how, how to keep the community, the one-on-one -on -one is great, but that community aspect has still been, it's been a little tricky, but we're, we're figuring it out. Oh, it's so true. Um, I'm glad to hear all that. And I can relate to all that too, because, you know, I got up at 4, 4.30 like you did, because I had a 5.30, you know, Monday through Friday. And the gift of extra sleep has been very nice, you know? Yeah. Uh, so my own recovery has gone up, which is great. So I, my own fitness is like increasing in nice ways because I get a little extra recovery. And I'm so close sure. to my kitchen, so I can make a better sandwich, you know, <laughs> instead of <laughs> eating on the road. <laughs> so a lot of little positive spins. Um, and you're right, you know, 
any fitness coach or professional or business person who was hired to do a service in person still has the ability to reach out and serve in good capacity uh, for most services, right? Like you mentioned, if a person, um, you know, even if they don't have much in the way of equipment, they can still continue their fitness at home. And it's, I've had people who literally had no, no dumbbells, no T-Rex, no kettlebells, none of that stuff, but they had a dog. I was like, the dog, you got a kitchen counter. We can, we can do all this stuff and make a very <laughs> effective program, right? And I think yeah. that one of the messages I hope that I can convey to people is there's no limitations on this. There's no like entry fee. There's no, you know, there's nothing, there's no barriers, right? No. You already have the technology in your pocket and the, to do this. The only limitations are, right, sounds cheesy, but <laughs> in yeah. your own mind. For sure. And it's, it is amazing how sometimes, I mean, sometimes I like to have a special song if I'm going for a certain lift. And that's the thing, but like, do I need it? Like, does the song actually change my physiology? Maybe, maybe just because it makes me remember and things like that. But realistically, I don't need Eye of the Tiger to lift that, that deadlift, right? Now, yeah. it helps, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I don't need it. And it's been very interesting seeing the adaptability. And you'll see two people who, you know, throw down in the training center all the time. And when we put the message out that, hey, guys, like the, the state has mandated us to shut our doors. Mm -hmm. right some folks were like what do i need mm -hmm. right should i buy it should i buy a kettlebell if so where from where can i get a pull-up bar mm -hmm. right i got this big ass sack of onions <laughs> right can i oh, use great. that as a as a sandbag right yeah. and i i encourage people to have you know kind of a full home gym setup if you will maybe a couple kettlebells a couple dumbbells a sandbag you know a, a box stuff like that and then other folks we just saw and this was a very small percentage um, just said, you know what, I think I might put my membership on hold. I just, uh, um, I'm not like, I'm not going to work out. And it was because they didn't have the gym. Like you could still do push-ups, You could still do squats. You can still go for a run and you can put your membership on hold. Like if that's what we need to do hundred percent, like we we're trying to help everybody out. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's, it's a tricky situation, right? If somebody's having any sort of, you know, financial issues, we had people that, reached out and said, Hey, um, I'm not sure what the next couple of months look, looks like for me. Right. Immediately put that membership on hold. And then we had folks that said, Hey, I don't know what the next couple of months looks like for you. Give me an extra membership. And we were like, Whoa, beautiful. I cried a lot. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's too. been, it's been an emotional roller coaster, right? Yeah. But the, I, the idea that, you know, we need this location, we need this, we have this sacred ground to train in. And because it, you know, we've thrown people's We've, we've thrown their routine off. Yeah. So, but that adaptability, like you said, like the only limitations is in your mind. Yep. Right. I mean, you can do push-ups. I, I, I had a friend who was a big uh, Olympic lifter and he's like, well, I can't only lift. And for three weeks he did nothing. I was like, man, you, you're not even doing any push-ups. And he's like, oh, I, he's like, I think I need to get a full only set up, you know, in my garage. I was like, I encourage you to do like a few push-ups a day, yeah. maybe some squats, maybe some lunges, like, Get yeah. a couple dumbbells, and he's like, no. And so he actually went out, bought uh, horse stall mats, and got a full Olympic setup in his garage eventually. But, like, there was a month where he just did nothing. Yeah. You know? oh. And it's just it's, – it's interesting just seeing how different people's minds work. And some people, like, they know that the training is what keeps them sane. Yep. You know, they know that some sort of physical effort, some sort of physical exertion keeps them sane and makes them sleep better at night, you know, releases mm -hmm. certain hormones. And then some folks are just like, well, that was, that was what I did. I went to the gym, the gym's not there. So I guess I, I can't work out. Yep. 
And so it's, it's interesting trying to figure out how to reach each one of those individuals differently, you know, and just kind of listen to them to figure out like, wh what is it that you really need right now? That's, that's a great question. And I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out. Like, like you said, I had a third of my people were like, let's, you know, we're doing this right. And then probably the other third were like, I reached out and like, feel it out. Like, how are things going? How's family life? How, you know, job loss, let's work together, you know, let's work up here and work in here and then we'll get doing this. And then the other third just checked out completely, you know, you're like, ah, oh, bummer, mm. you know? And um, again, like you said, everybody's handling this differently. Some people are still fully employed. Fantastic. Working from home, like my wife, fantastic. Um, myself, I lost uh, temporarily displaced probably 70% 70, 70 of my income, right? which is a lot. And so, you know, thankfully I've learned to have savings and have other things in place and then double down on other areas. Like at, luckily with engagement, I get to work with, you know, North face and Patagonia just opened back up last week. So we're still working. Oh, with nice. Yeah. So that's been kind of cool too. Like there was that, that first week in middle of March when, uh, like I said, three of my gym, but three, my three gyms closed in like one hour. I was like, all right, all right. I'm real curious what to do next. All right. <laughs> curious is, a, is, yeah. is an interesting word choice. Right. I was like, hmm, I'm going to get some more coffee. We're going to figure this out. Uh, fortunately, you and I have access to some of the best minds, I think, in the world. Like that afternoon, I got a hold of, uh, of Jeff Sokol, reached out to Dan John, Pat Flynn, Pat Rigsby, all these really intelligent people who've been doing this for a very long Amazing. time, right? Yeah. Right. And they were approachable, professional, kind, uh, great advice, you know? Um, and so Tuesday morning, the next day for a zoom meeting. And I, like you, I was so moved by it. Like I broke down in tears, like a third of the way through. I'm like, this is really doable. Like, this is fantastic. And like your cat's yeah. pretty entertaining too. Like, but you know, <laughs> it was cool. Like seeing this person adapt to it and, um, long story longer, you right. Everybody's handling things a little bit differently. Um, but there, there's a lot of resources out there and, you know, unemployment is at all time high, but it's a pretty simple process to go through. I've helped a lot of my riders from engagement go through the process, uh, provide paperwork. It's very doable SBA stuff. I've been on webinars with uh, SIA, which is snow sports industry association, which is like basically the company that is the PR for all the mountain resorts for skiing and snowboarding, obviously oh, wow. close too. So I've been on webinars with them and webinars with, a. Uh, outdoor professionals and you know how are they handling with their businesses closing down like literally patagonia like the, in that week patagonia closed their doors to their warehouse closed everything kind of proactively which is great because they're they're really keen on quality of life their people taking care of them like uh yvonne wrote a book let my people go surf you know like take, take, <laughs> take yourself first and then come back and do your job well and so yeah. uh it was amazing seeing how these companies pivoted um what they're doing but a long story longer some of them are getting back to their warehouses, um, getting back to, to working on stuff. And, you know, the outdoors aren't going anywhere. So uh, we were joking before the podcast about camping. Um, we have a deck and I have a tent on the deck. Uh, and so, you it's, yeah, it's, it's really entertaining. And I, I enjoyed it. And I actually snowed for like a good week there, right? It's really got the deck yeah. out and loaded up with some wet snow and, and uh, still working with like Thermarest and these different companies sending us stuff to test out. So things are still moving forward. Even behind the scenes, people might not see it. And that's another thing too, you know, uh, this is a whole tangent, but social media and news in general, right? I think it's very easy to get um, stuck in a mindset when you are consuming this information and it's coming just kind of from one or two angles as opposed to the whole picture. And it's mm -hmm. easy to get a fear mindset and like, oh my gosh, everything's so awful. Well, maybe that is a perception, but also like 
oh my gosh, like people are doing amazing things. Companies are stopping making skis and snowboards and stuff and clothes, making PPE and face masks. A bikini yeah. company sent me over, because uh, they want me to do an article. I wrote this article from bikinis to face mask, and it's like our number one trending thing for last month. And literally, I've got this like bikini, like pink looking face mask. And <laughs> but it's a good face mask, and you put a little filter in there. But you know, people are pivoting in all these different lines of work, and your guys are pivoting so well too. And back to your community, that is a good question. Like, how do you reach out to these people? You have a big community like my community is, is relatively small it's under 50 people right yours is very large so do you have any tips for other fitness professionals out there and how to reach out and support people um, during this time yeah um thank you so much man there's a lot i know that's a, a lot of words a lot there to un unpack. i mean you know community has always been at the heart of existence it's, it's one of our core values right adventure community and education Ace, easy to remember. <laughs> yeah. So, but when it comes to the community, right, I, there are plenty of people that have been getting fit by themselves for a very long period of time. Mm -hmm. And it comes to answer your question, it, it kind of like as far as what we've done and maybe some advice that I could give, like really comes through laying down those core values, mm -hmm. adventure, community, education. When, when we are put up against a, a question of, should we pivot this way? Should we pivot that way? We have to stop, ask ourselves, does it align with our core values? Is that who we are at heart? And if, and if the answer is no, then probably not going to do it. Mm -hmm. And I, I think about how, you know, fortunate I am just to have, you know, I, I stepped away from the big box gym arena about seven years ago, um, six, seven years ago. And had I still been in there, I still have a lot of colleagues that, that are in that scenario and they're all on unemployment right now, which is great. Like that there's a, there's a safety net, right. But they also don't have an option. Like there is no zoom meeting for them unless they wanted to go kind of outskirts or, or, or around the boundaries and do sure. a zoom personal training or something like that. Um, but because you know, what we, what we built was kind of built on the foundation of, of community, right. Of adventure and realizing that that looks different for everybody and human beings wouldn't have made it very far had we not had our community so what does that look like now that i can't fist bump you you know yeah. in person and fist bump 10 of you in a row mm -hmm. you know what does that look like virtually and when everybody kind of joined um sounds like cult <laughs> when 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 our members came on board right so like if someone is a member of existence typically they they've gone through some sort of pipeline they've gone through some sort of foundations and that was a one-on-one -on -one training program. It was, it was personal training. And so we got to know them. We got to know their background, who they were, what they were about, you know, where's their point A now and where's their point B, you know, and how could we get them from, from point A to point B. And so we have a little bit more of a connection, I would say, than a lot of like uh, some of the larger gyms out there. If you're a personal trainer, like, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? You have that one-on-one -on -one connection. If you're someone who is just teaching, you know, a big group class, you may or may not um, you may or may not have that connection, but what's very interesting, I'm kind of long story longer. <laughs> I like these stories. <laughs> we have, so what, what we did, so we have four, we have four coaches at existence. And so we kind of divided up and our, our membership into what we call like PCs, who is your, um, your personal coach. So like I have a personal coach for, you know, 30 or so folks that I reach out to. And at, at least once a week, I'm either doing a text message, a Facebook message, a phone call, 
um, an email, a Zoom, and seeing, okay, we're putting out the program. Mm -hmm. We're putting out online programming through Zoom, but then I'm helping these guys like, hey, is, is, is this what you need? Can mm -hmm. we tweak this a little bit? Do you have an extra pull-up bar? Today we're doing Renegade Rose. We rented out equipment, so oh, smart. We, uh, the, the gym is, is, is pretty bare, the yeah. athletics training center, right? So we rented out all of our kettlebells, all of our dumbbells, so, so much so that now I'm doing demos with like 18-pound kettlebells, <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is kind of funny. It, it makes yeah. for an entertaining video. Uh -huh. um, but we, so we rented out a kettlebell, a dumbbell, and a plate to all of our members. And we said, you know, also get a backpack, something like that. And so then we designed kind of really two programs. One, we just kept writing the original program. So we'll have that programming in the future, right? So we're mm -hmm. still programming in deadlifts. And there are some people that have, you know, barbells. We're still programming in cleans, things like that. But um, for the majority of people, and we kind of split this up in what we call a practical and a tactical. And so the practical is now it based around a sandbag, a dumbbell, a kettlebell, and a plate. And so if you have those things or something similar to those things, you can do it. You know, we've, we've got one guy in Kansas. He was a former member and he's like, Hey, if I hop on these zoom calls, he's like, I want to buy a membership, you know, for the next month or so. Yeah. So he became a member again and he's got this case of water and that's what he uses for, for, for a lot of the lifts. It's fantastic. Um, but that, all of that aside, as far as, you know, keeping that, community together it, it really is about the personal connection i know like pat rigsby from mm -hmm. from day one that's been his number one thing the thing that's going to separate the great trainers you know in the future the coaches is that personal one-on-one -on -one connection like there are some folks that are never going to have that um in, in a large environment and that's right. that's really what's what's going to keep i think there are going to be some gyms out there there are going to be a lot of businesses unfortunately that don't make it through this and i think you know, I think they could if maybe they had a little bit more of that personal connection. You know, if, if, if they're sharing really what it is that they're all about, you know, mm -hmm. if, if they're sharing their vision and all of their members or all their clients, students know that vision and, and they are, you know, one with that and they're continuing to put that value out there, I think they, they could be okay after, the, after we weather this storm. Um, but it is, it's about that personal connection and really listening to people. And that's, that's what I would say to, to any coach out there, check in with your people. Like they, they need you now more than ever. Even if you can't see them, if you're on unemployment, you were working at a big box gym, text them, call them um, once a week, twice a week, and just, just check in, man. For, for some people, I mean, depression's a real thing. Oh yeah. You know, I, you've yeah. been, you've been in the industry for, you know, a, a long time, whether we're dealing with it ourselves. I know a, a lot of members who end up, um, you know, you know, getting personal trainers and, you know, everybody has something going on. Mm -hmm. and they've lost that they've lost that connection as well mm -hmm. so just reaching out man reaching out that's super spot on and super actionable so i mean honestly like if you're not sending a text right now listening to this podcast to your people <laughs> then you right. are missing the message <laughs> pause it give them a call yeah. and, and same thing with you know friend, friends and family oh so much you know? so i don't know much okay i'm gonna go say something real quick here I have never felt more connected to people and closer, although physically apart than I have in the last six weeks. It's been amazing. And it's just, yeah. it could be a text. It could be a phone call. Um, I've never really, I FaceTimed my stepmother-in-law last night for an hour and a half. I don't wow. even know what maybe would do it. I just sat down on the porch <laughs> and did that and we hung out and we showed our dogs off and you know, it, it, that really helped her. It helped me. And you're right. Reaching out, 
to, to your loved ones. And hopefully you have love for the people you serve, you know, just, yeah. reach, out. just, just reach out. And you know, I was, I, I was a little bit biased on that community question. So I was talking about, you know, the existence community, yeah. but in, in reality, I mean, have you read the book blue zones? Are you familiar with that? Oh yeah. Um, I'm, I'm familiar with the book. At least my, Dan Dan Buechner, I think I haven't read the, the book, but in my interpretation, blue zones are a place where people go that, creates great joy and replenishes their their soul the yes the the blue zones like that technically speaking it is the areas of the earth that that we know of mm -hmm. where people routinely live into their 90s 100s mm -hmm. with no disease right right so like you meet the 95 year old cab driver that's like hey where's where are you headed right mm -hmm. the, the 100 year old spear fisherman in okinawa that's still getting up every day at 6 a.m to fish for his family mm -hmm. and uh so looking around these places, you know, in Sardinia, Italy, in Okinawa, uh, Loma Linda, California, Costa Rica, there's, there's five that are very well known. There's a, there's a great TED talk on them. But the, the number one thing, if you, if you take out what these guys are eating mm -hmm. and you take out um, where they live or their ethnic background or genetics or anything like that, the two things that seems to be the two, the two correlations, and in this case, I think that, that do cause causation. And that is a sense of purpose and community. Yeah. So they all, if you were to ask every one of them, you know, what is, what is, what is your sense of purpose? They could tell you immediately. And the second one being community and it like that community really hit hard. Cause you know, when we talked about like, okay, adventure community education, having a community of cool adventure athletes that want to do the same things as you that have that growth and abundance mindset that are like, yeah, I want to level up. You want to level up too. All right. Now we can gamify it, whatever. Yeah. Oh, you need somebody to, to, to watch your kids. Oh, you, you, you need it. You need a snowboard. I'm getting rid of one. There's yeah. that piece of community, but then there's also like the community of, of, of you and I, mm -hmm. right. Of our, of our families. And think about like how many communities that we're attached to and now being one of those times that same thing. So for my family, uh, especially like on my mom's side, I see them maybe once a year at a Christmas or Thanksgiving or something like that. We had a zoom call the other day for, mm -hmm. you know, a, a good hour. And I got to see all my cousins and their kids, and my aunts and uncles from all over. It was, it was awesome. It was kind of a shit show because none of them had ever used zoom. <laughs> oh, that's always super entertaining oh, and painful. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but it was awesome. They're like, well, what is this? We should do this more often. I'm like, yeah, this is, you know, it's, it's bringing people together in, in, a, in a different way. It really in a is. Virus, in a virus-free way. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Uh, you know, it's so fun watching people using Zoom for the first time. Like, I, I, I don't know why it took me so long, but I had a, a Zoom meeting with my engagement team last Friday night. And um, I didn't know this. Maybe you don't know this yet either. You can put videos in your background. Do you know this? Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow some minds real quick. So you can um, you can take people on a journey. Ooh, hey, Mount Shookson, look at that! Whoa, you can take them a uh, Aurora Borealis. Woo, little <laughs> things, right? Like, hey, we're gonna go up to Coon Hill, my favorite place in the world, and go snowboarding, or you know, San Fran. It, you know, you can you can get creative, right? Nerdy get, stuff. Yeah, nerdy stuff. I've been I've been playing around with um, with that I, for whatever reason I couldn't do it on my computer, mm. but. Well, I got the like all the bells and whistles one, so I don't know if it makes a difference or not. But you know, like you said, it, it, the ability to reach out and 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 just communicate with people you care about has been amazing. Like, I think I watch my wife do this. You know, we'll she'll do her zooms for for work, and then we'll zoom with the or Google Hangout or whatever chat 
or duo, whatever it's called with the nieces. Um, there are, hey, there you go. Nice beach. See, figuring it right. out. Look at you. Hanging out. <laughs> you can take a person on a journey. <laughs> I love it. Well, and also back in the previous conversation, you had a, a very actionable thing for um, any business owner, really, is having plans in place, giving the, the clients, the students, the people, the tools, like you were smart. And, and Jeff Sokol did this too with, with this gym. Rented out a kettlebell, rented out a plate, rent out whatever, and recommend getting a backpack. You know, it, it, that's very helpful. You know, I don't know anybody who doesn't have a backpack, right? There's two hanging right there, for Christ's yeah. sake. They're everywhere. I've got like six right there. I'll give you a backpack if you need a backpack. But you can load it up with weight, right? And then yeah. you know, um, most of the people I work with, you know, very early on, I was a very strong advocate for purchasing a TRX, get a couple of kettlebells. Yeah. And you know what? That way you can continue your training when you're traveling or on the weekends or whatever when we're not in front of each other. And now more than ever, it's been super helpful because those people are just like we were joking before the podcast. They're setting pandemic PRs, <laughs> you know, the pandemic PRs, man. It's a real thing, <laughs> but it's it only a real thing if you're training. Right. I can go through my Evernote and give you all the testimonials in the world of like six people this week alone setting PRs uh, and like, that doesn't always happen even in the best of tra training times, but you know, yeah. more recovery, more access to, uh, you know, sleep and things like that go a long distance, which, mm -hmm. you know, that's a very important part here. I think a lot of people are realizing, um, at least my perception of it is training super hard. People going into group classes to get crushed, you know, and they're always getting, you know, run down and cranky. And now they're, they're getting a little more time to, to sleep and they're probably feeling a little bit better if they are training. Um, feeling a little bit better and stuff and and realizing there's more to health and fitness than crushing and absolutely i mean you, you took especially some people who let let's say you were one of those high-powered overachievers right you were a 5 30 a.m group class so you're used to getting three four hopefully not but probably less than six hours of sleep yep then you came in right? Jumped under a barbell or did some absolutely soul crushing workout, then went about your day, right? Your <laughs> hormones may not been in, in the best, uh, in the, in the best spot, right? But sure, sure. you're, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a hormone specialist, but like adrenal fatigue is a real thing, yeah. right? And that. I've seen so many people, um, that went from that kind of like higher stress routine to mm -hmm. now they get a little bit more sleep. Now they're focusing on a little bit more body weight, mm -hmm. um, especially like the classes on Zoom. Our classes, they, they, they ebb and flow, right? Some of them have been bigger than our classes in person and some of them have been smaller, right? But we still have that individual attention. I can open up, you know, somebody's window and say, hey, slow it down, slow it down, oh, right? So good. And it, it immediately in, in real time. But now people actually, you know, I, I know people are tired of, of push-ups and we're not just doing push-ups every day, folks. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of, opportunities in the existence programming oh yeah. but people do have a chance to focus a little bit more on their own body weight mm -hmm. right and it's like greg cook says you know the, the the whole fms protocol you know what are what do our body patterns look like and so now people are actually having a chance to look at their body patterns without a ton of weight mm -hmm. and maybe just slowing it down talking a lot about strong first building tension right mm -hmm. when are we tensing when are we relaxing and uh just getting some good solid quality movement in We've been doing recovery classes on Sundays. You know, I, a lot of people have been just finding yoga videos and, and things like that online. I mean, if, if you're looking for, just type in yoga on YouTube and follow along. Right. Right. Like that in and of itself is, is, is just getting you, 
moving better. I yeah. don't know. No, that, that's fantastic. You know, um, you brought up another good topic, and I haven't done this yet. I've not done a group Zoom. So that's, I learned something in that conversation there. Um, I had Pat Flynn on, on Monday, and over the weekend, he had his uh, group Bells and Beers class. Yeah. And so he was able, like you said, to go in and, and see what everybody's doing and pull them up like, oh, hey, Bob, you know, squat, chest looks forward. Don't, don't come forward. You know, like, you yep. know, coach and coach mm -hmm. effectively too. So I'm actually going to put something together after this call and uh, get a group going tonight. That, you've encouraged me to do that. So thank yeah. you for that. Um, for sure. Yeah. And, so and is, oh, sorry. Oh, no, uh, I, I was just going to say the, what's cool about, so, so I feel like if you're a personal trainer and you've had these one-on-ones, typically you, you know that your student knows how to put their knees over their toes, right? Mm -hmm. Or weight on the heels or, you know, tense this, tense that which makes it really easy for a group class. If I was just to take, you know, six random people and, and take them through, not impossible, but much more challenging. And yeah. that's where like, whether it's a virtual class or whether it's an in-person class, we are still, you know, I, I'm a huge advocate for that, that one-on-one -on -one personal attention first mm -hmm. before someone ever gets into a group class. They, sure. they build the confidence on the movements, mm -hmm. right? Um, and they don't, they, they feel like they know what they're doing, Yes. right? They, feel like they're they're just thrown into something so that's been very helpful because all of the people who are now in the zoom classes have been through one-on-one -on -one coaching which is very cool now we say hey we're doing squats there's nobody that says can you show me a squat again uh, <laughs> for, for the most part every now and then you know i don't expect everybody to memorize every one of the hundred movements that we that we do but you know for, for the most part if they know the foundations right we can give them a very quick cue and even online virtual like it it, it amazes me every time that I'm watching, you know, 12, 15 people and I say, Hey, you know, uh, let's say, let's try to not use a, um, <laughs> say, yeah. Francesca. Uh, right. John, I don't know. There's, huh? we, we, we have too many Johns. <laughs> hey John, push your knee out. And then like John immediately pushes his knee out. I'm like, Oh, it's like magic. Yeah. <laughs> like he's miles away. But uh, it's, it, yeah, I feel like a sorcerer. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, it's, it's very empowering uh, for, for us and for them. And, you know, um, I'm working on some content today, and I'm so impressed with this virtual training that I'm going to keep at least a third of my business open just for it because it's been so yeah. helpful to, to help people. Like you said, they're not in front of you. They're not even probably in the city. They're, I've worked with a person in Finland and in Chile and, like, you know, remote, real remote. <laughs> so right. the power to I do mean, this is super cool. That is a very – yeah, I mean, the unique opportunity of this, I mean, typically when we were throwing, like if I was going to put a flyer out somewhere mm -hmm. for our, our physically based training center, um, I put flyers up in the brewery that's like a half mile away. I put mm -hmm. flyers up, you know, in a school that's, that's two miles away. But within a three mile radius, that's where the flyers go to train at this physical training center. Mm -hmm. Boom. Physical training center doesn't exist right now. Yeah. Next. Oh, well, I guess it's open to the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I, okay. So if I have a zoom account and that's what I'm doing, wow. Like that, that, that's a game changer. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, you know, it, it's, it's about that adaptability. It's about that quick pivot, you know, and immediate action Yep. and figuring out, okay, okay, what, what does this look like? Most people are doing virtual, but still, it, it still comes down to the same principles that, you know, all good coaches use is sitting down with that person and letting them know, um, that you are here for them. Like, what is it that they need? Is it accountability? Is mm -hmm. it nutrition? 
right? Is it fitness? Is it technique? Is it all of that? And, and how frequently? And yeah. all of that can be done virtually. Oh, I love it. You know, anybody listening to this should be taking a lot of notes because this is stuff that they can do right now and improve their business and help their people immediately. And yeah. it's totally doable. So this is, this is like gold. <laughs> and, and on the opposite uh, end of that spectrum, you know, I, I feel like I, we've been talking a lot to coaches. Mm-hmm. For anybody out there, I know that, you know, your audience is not just, just coaches. I know there's a lot of those folks out there. But anybody who is, who, who is out there that's like, man, I, I would like to get into a routine, mm-hmm. you probably know a coach, right? You probably know a personal trainer. And mm-hmm. that personal trainer may have just been let go from their position at the big box gym or, yeah. or wherever it is. You know, seek, seek that person out. If there's someone on your Facebook feed or Instagram that you follow that you enjoy, See what kind of personal programs they have out there, right? See what kind of online, like Sean, you have your full like mountain fitness training mm-hmm. online, like full, was it 12 weeks, 16 week? Yeah. A 12 week program. Yeah. 12 week program. Yep. There's, there's, there, there's this weird, you know, there's a ton of memes out there on like what happens in the first week of pandemic, second week of pandemic, you know, <laughs> the first week people are like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like I'm going to have a beer at 10 AM. Like <laughs> the world's all going to shit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And then the second they're like, okay, this is serious. Okay, maybe I, okay, maybe I, do I need toilet paper? I don't know. <laughs> and everybody's going to hit these different points at different times, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people have hit this point to where like, okay, um, you know, we, we, threw, we threw an article out a few weeks ago. I don't know if you saw it on th- three ways to come out of this, right? Mm-hmm. Come out a drunk, a chunk, or a hunk. And <laughs> That one, it, it was something that I was told long ago when I, when I was in the Navy. Uh-huh. Um, we might have talked about it on the last podcast. I don't remember. What's your business? Um, so I, I got an opportunity to be stationed on this little tiny island in the middle of the Indian Ocean. And before I went, I, it's a tiny little place. Now, it's a beautiful tropical paradise, right? Mm-hmm. In about a one-mile radius <laughs> that you'll be in for six months, right? Wow. You can't go to the movie theater. You can't go to the mall. You can't go to In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> There's no like there's no family, you know, like you're, you're there just like, okay, now I made the most of it. Right. I'm a glass half full type of guy. Mm-hmm. But, but before I, before I got there, a friend of mine, she was like, look, you can come off of that Island one of three ways, right? A drunk, a chunk or a hunk. And it's pretty self-explanatory. Like you can eat your sorrows away. Mm-hmm. You can drink your sorrows away, or you can just say, screw it. Like I'm going to the gym and I'm going to get swole. <laughs> like, yeah. This is what I'm going to spend my time doing. I'm not going to tell you, uh, I didn't spend my time in the gym, unfortunately, but because I didn't take her advice, you know, that was 2003. So it was 17 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of a message. I was like, Hey, I thought that was a pretty great message. Like there are three ways you can come out of this, right? Mm-hmm. You can look at this as just like, well, I guess I'm going back to the refrigerator again. Right. right? Or guess I need, guess I need to go to the liquor store again and try to forget about what's going on. Or like you, like we said earlier, like you've been gifted with this opportunity to really take your own health maybe a little bit seriously. Yeah. And not only, not only just like to, you know, ha- have your pants fit better or anything like that, but like the, the more s- sick someone is or the more out of shape, the more potential they have to really be hampered by this virus. Oh, for sure. Right. And anybody can get it right. Like there's been CrossFit athletes, top level CrossFit athletes that have been affected by this. There's been um, athletes of all types. And, you know, what keeps being touted in the, in the media is that if you are older, right, if you have these comorbidities, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, obesity, diabetes, like this, these are big issues, right? Mm -hmm. If you get hit 
with this virus and you have one of those comorbidities, like bad it's, news. It's, it's not looking good, right? It's, right. it's, it's bad news. Um, so, you know, if, if you don't want to work out just to, just to be jacked and tan, right? Do it just for like, okay, like nobody wants a virus. And there are some people out there like, yeah, you know, it's like, technically speaking, it's got like, what, like less than a 1% death rate. Um, it's, sure. it's unlikely that you're going to die from this virus, but like nobody wants a virus. No. If you have the option of getting the flu or not, like most people are going to choose not to get it. And that's a great point. You know, we talked about that before the recording. And um, last week I was talking with a person at Washington State who has a background in um, not epidemiology, but endocrinology. And, and he's a very smart person, much smarter than I am. And we're both, all three of us, we're outdoor athletes, right? We love to recreate outside. We don't want anything hampering us. And like you said, nobody wants to get sick, right? Now, I think the people who are spreading information are like, it's only 1% mortality rate. But okay, passing away from something totally sucks. But what also sucks is being really, really sick, you know, and lasting repercussions. When I was talking with Russell Cunningham last week about this, we actually know some people our age, very healthy, like people who climb 21,000 foot mountains like it's nothing, right? Uh, mm -hmm. They got it. And they were, their lung capacity, their, their efficiency, their, their life has been compromised and changed by at least 10 15%, that's a lot. And that's an extremely healthy person. And you take an average person. It's huge. It's huge. That, that's, that's literally like, you know, I don't want to put it into numbers and stuff. That's, it's very big. It's, it's a big quality of life change. Now imagine that person wasn't that extreme health, you know, person climbing 21,000 foot peaks and eating, you know, completely great food. An average person who is eating DiGiorno's, which I, I know I've eaten DiGiorno's, it's good stuff, but you know, <laughs> eat some DiGiorno's and watching Tiger King and they get this and their, their, you know, chances of fighting it are not as high as the other person I just mentioned. Um, sure. They might die, but man, their quality of life is going to take a drastically big change for quite a while, maybe forever. And even, even if they, so like take the death rate out of it, Mm -hmm. Let's say there was a 0% death rate. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of these people are still being hospitalized. Mm -hmm. And if I'm someone who like, yeah, not gonna, I like, m maybe I don't die, but maybe I go to the hospital. If I go to the hospital and there's not enough ventilators, right? Maybe I don't die, but maybe the person that was on the ventilator before, I mean, mm -hmm. those are some very difficult decisions that they had to make in Italy and China. Yeah. Um, and that like, I, I think that's one of the biggest things that hopefully people realize, right? Is that it's not about something that's killing, you know, less than 1% of the population. It's about not overloading our, our medical staff, right? Our, our first responders and things like that. Because if I get ridiculously sick and I do have to go to the hospital, that's the, the Rad Max videos, right? I'm trying mm -hmm. to tell people like, be careful with your knives right now when you're chopping vegetables, right? Yes. <laughs> be careful like on, on a bicycle, wear your helmet. Like the last thing you want to, the last place you want to have to go right now is the hospital, right? right? Because you don't want to have to take up a bed of someone's grandmother that really needs that ventilator. Yes. Right. So people are still having heart attacks. Mm -hmm. Right. People are still having strokes. Um, people are still accidentally, you know, cutting their fingers off when they're when they're using chainsaws out in the backyard, you know, tr trying to do yard work like the, all that stuff's happened. So just the, the idea of a little bit more mindfulness. Nobody ever wants to chop a finger off. Right. right. Nobody. Nobody ever wants to get sick. But right now we have this extra time where, you know, maybe the rat race is not so fast. Yeah. You know, maybe we can take a minute. Think about you know, being here now, if you will, think about being present. And typically, you know, when, when you are present, it's, it's uh, less likely that you get injured, right? right? If I'm thinking about 
setting my kettlebell down on the floor versus dropping it at the end of the workout, the chances of me smashing toe are way less. Yeah, right. It's a, it's a very good point you're bringing up, and there's a, uh, there's some things I want to add to it. When I was talking to Pat Flynn this, uh, this week. You know, this is also a time to be a lot less selfish, right? Um, mm -hmm. for, for the good. I said the greater good. He said the good, just to be good, right? Um, for example, um, about tapering down craziness. So as you know, I'm, I help run what I believe at the moment is the biggest Facebook group in the world for backcountry skiing and snowboarding. Something like 8,000 people, right? It's a lot of yeah. people to deal with. And that's a whole other can of worms right there. But, you know, we made a blanket statement, I think the end of March, um, about... I like that's my split board. It's in my house. It's not in my truck. I'm not going to go use it because I haven't been in the mountains since the middle of March. I made that decision for yeah. a few reasons. Like you said, I selfishly don't want to wind up in the hospital for recreating, you know, and you know what I do and what people like me do is pretty damn dangerous. If, if it's not for an avalanche hurting you or killing you, you know, you could hit a rock or a stump. You could a whole lot of things could happen and there's nobody there to, to help you, you know, best case scenario you get search and rescue and those guys are all volunteers you know and then they're at risk now right and they and they're still having to use that same ppe they're still yeah. having to try to keep distance they're still having to you know yeah, yeah. The, and those resources in my opinion should be used uh to maintain the good right not not on me being a, a selfish person so you know mm -hmm. myself and mo a lot of people in the group a lot of people i respect in the group made a decision to not recreate out there trust me man i, I wrote the book on yeah. split board. It's right there i love it i love the town <laughs> right like yeah, that's my thing yeah. but you I, did you literally wrote the book on splitboarding. literally it's on amazon it's not a good book but it's there but <laughs> it's the best me. book on splitboarding there is it's the best and only i actually got two reviews on amazon and they're not good but i've got like five thousand compliments from people who actually did read the book and it helped them so uh, it's, it's kind of two fun. though those, those two, two that sting yeah one in scotland i'm like is there splitboarding in scotland and um yeah. people are fascinating you know and that's another topic about creating content that is open to public it's also open to assholes and they will all over you and it's hard not to take it personal. That's a whole other topic. Haters going to hate, man. Haters going to hate. I tell you on an average day, I probably get on YouTube alone, um, probably 30 questions or comments, right? And of those, they're getting better because I've also, you know, sometimes there is some constructive criticism. Like the biggest constructive criticism that I've learned from is audio. So yeah. I thought I was doing a great job going to the mountains in a blizzard and shooting a review on a four season tent. And it does look good, but blizzards are loud <laughs> and noisy and wind is horrible. Nobody wants to hear wind, especially through headphones or on big speakers. It's not mm. good. So anyways, I learned from that. Long story longer, a lot of comments are really positive and engaging, but there's always like five or 10% that are just, they make you think. Like I lose a little bit of sleep sometime like, whoa, that was <laughs> very uncalled for, you know? But it's the nature of, of creating content and, you know, per, people like you and myself and others have to have some courage and vulnerability and just like, I'm going to put this out there. I intend yep. for it to be perceived well to help people. There's going to be some people over here who are going to say some things that are really hurtful and painful and inaccurate. And that's, I feel bad for that person or those group of people, right? So yeah. let, they have their pain and I can't fix it. But um, for the greater good, we're going to put this out there and, you know, Hopefully at least one person benefits from it and that makes me happy. Absolutely, man. I, I have a, I have kind of a funny story on that, on the, on the haters. Oh, please. So, so, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a big influencer and you, you can tell that because I don't have a whole lot of haters, right? <laughs> the bigger, 
the, the bigger someone gets, right, the more like the, the more you're pushing one message, the more there are going to be people that are pushing against that message. Yeah. Right. And, you know, like our, our message isn't necessarily for everyone. I think everyone could could benefit from it. Like, uh, you know, I talk about we talk about fitness a lot. And like when it comes to being when it comes to being selfless, like one of the best things that we could do right now is nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. Just like, hey, maybe maybe don't go out. Right. Yeah. At the same time, I think one of the also one of the best things someone could do is being selfish when it comes to your own fitness. Oh, and sure. I, I look at that in terms of like putting your own mask on first when the plane's yeah. going down. Mm -hmm. Right. If I'm so we use the term all the time, like be an asset, not a liability. If I can, you know, if, if I can help develop someone into a strong, stronger, more capable human, I know that they might be able to help their neighbor out, help their roommate out, help their mom, dad, brother, sister, um, son or daughter, right? But like, if I'm in control of my own fitness, there's a lot of stuff that I can't be in control of. Mm -hmm. I'm not in control of whether the government, you know, opens up the gym next week or a month from now, but like, I am in control of what I put in my mouth. I'm in control of like, how many times I drop down and do a, a squat or stretch my shoulders, mm -hmm. you know, throughout the day. But one of the things that I keep pushing out there is like, look, you don't know what's going to happen, right? You have to kind of be prepared, right? So like I was a scout for a very long time, be prepared and be prepared for when being prepared doesn't work. Yeah. And uh, so as you know, in existence, you know, it's not just sagittal plane movements. We have six foot walls in the back that we train people to get up and over a wall. So I put this yeah. video out. A few weeks ago, I was like, look, you never know when you're going to have to jump over a wall in the apocalypse. And it was kind of half joking, but like, yeah. uh, you know, when the zombies come, man, like, hey, the average backyard fence is about six feet tall. And this, it was more talking about how to use your body efficiently to get up and over an object. And we had a lady that reached out. And she was like, I'm never going to have to do that. Uh, thanks for the fear mongering. And I was like, Ooh. And at first, at first it kind of like, ah, kind of yeah. got me a little bit. And I was like, Oh, I was like, Hey, you know what? You, like you never know what you're going to have to do. Nobody thinks they're going to have to. I didn't think I was going to have to shut the doors. Right. And continue right. paying thousands of dollars in rent <laughs> mm -hmm. over, over a couple months. Right. Like I didn't think I was going to have to do virtual classes. Right. Um, you, you never know. Right. So like, although we can't necessarily be prepared for, for everything out there, there are certain things that you can always do, especially when it comes to your own personal fitness. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's, Colorado personal fitness, right? Like a good feedback there. Put your mask on first, be the asset, not the liability. And that, that goes in a lot of, you know, there's, I've done a lot of therapy myself, um, you know, worked through a lot of stuff and the big takeaway, there's a lot of takeaways, but self-love taking care of yourself first, then you can serve others. Right. And yes, it's a kind of a, it, it is selfish. It's 100% selfish because it is you, right? You have to take care of you first. Then if you are at full capacity, then you can go out and you can positively affect and, and help so many more, right? A hundred, a thousand percent. Yeah, you get it. And we're preaching the same message. And I love it. <laughs> but um, it's kind of funny getting that the haters, uh, the, the comments. I, I'll go on a tent. I'll go on a tear here. So that, that group I was mentioning, Facebook group, we put that message up. And by and large, it was like, it was appreciated especially by doctors and nurses and people first responders we had search and rescue reach out and comment and like that's awesome nine news reshared it like it was well received nice. but on the flip side we received more backlash for that than anything we received private messages threatening our our well-being i'm not even kidding we had to contact local authorities in different states because people are threatening us and I was like, are you serious? A bad comment on YouTube is one thing saying the audio is bad or like asking, no, I'm not ever going to do without six foot wall. But when you 
people, I think, I'm trying to be curious, wow. trying to empathize, are in such a bad spot that they mm -hmm. react to that level. It's concerning for sure, but um, it's weird, you know? And I hope that nobody else out there has to encounter that kind of um, negativity or opposition for doing something that, that is for the greater good, right? So yeah. uh, it's kind of interesting in that, in that group too, we get a lot of comments from people oh, you need to moderate more or you're moderating too much. And if they even only knew how much effort goes behind the scenes, like how much effort you guys are doing behind the scenes, it's not like you just roll out of bed and just boof, do something, right? You put a lot of, th I've been to your, to the, to your place, um, Gain Central Station. You have big whiteboards, man. Like you're like a mad scientist with equations I can't even follow. And you, you put a lot of thought in this stuff. I, I, I will hope people understand out there when a person like yourself and Garrett and all of our friends put out something to help people, it, it is from a good place a lot yeah. of effort, a lot of love that goes into it um but it also hurts when somebody comes back and says something negative about it or threatens. yeah you. and <laughs> that's it's, crazy. It, i i think you, you you hit it there and it was like you know getting curious about that because someone that threatens your life or you know throws one of those whoa where did that comment come from that's yeah. that's somebody who's coming from a pretty dark uh a pretty dark place right yeah. there's no telling like maybe they just lost a loved one maybe the only thing that they had going for them was the fact that like they could get out in the mountains and now mm -hmm. they're trapped inside maybe yep. they lost their job and it, there's there's no telling but exactly you know that's that's not that's not an excuse for threatening someone's life by any means oh. but it's it's uh one of those things i mean people are i've heard a lot of uh, a lot of comments a lot of talk about people kind of snappy people getting snappy right now you know whether it's like <laughs> I, yeah. I don't have any, I don't have any kids, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not married, but like, this is a time where like, you're probably spending more time around your family mm -hmm. than, than, than ever before. And they're going to remember this, especially, especially if there's kids, right? Like they're always going to be, Hey, you remember the pandemic of 2020? Like yeah. that was the thing. Remember like you did all those puzzles, right? <laughs> like you did yeah. the same puzzle a thousand times. Yep. Um, but the, like, it's, it's easy to snap on people. You know, it's, it's it easy to uh, get in a, in a state of, fear or that uh, scarcity mentality, right? Versus mm -hmm. being curious about like, okay, why is this happening? Mm -hmm. Right? Stopping, stopping and taking a few deep breaths. Yeah. That's what it is. That's thing. Thing. <laughs> Just pause and <laughs> yeah. breathe. Oh. Yeah. But it, you know, I don't believe there are people out there that are just necessarily wishing to cause harm on others, but you know, something happened to them. So, something that even, even the hater that, uh, you know, the, the one hater that we had that said that we were fear mongering yet, yeah, something's going on right now. She's probably scared, right? She's probably coming from a place of fear. Um, and you know, probably sound, it sounds cheesy, but like you got to fight that fear with love, man. Ryan, <laughs> you are absolutely right. Love. You, here's a funny correlation. Okay. So I had written a review on a split boarding boot and put it up years ago and somebody um, commented real horrible comment too. And, and um, I lost sleep. I, I, I read this. I didn't sleep that night. I was like, God, I, I felt really personally attacked. I was like really curious and really frustrated by the whole situation. Fast forward three or four months and I'm doing uh, my first aid, uh, CPR, uh, AED renewal. And it's actually at um, this split board company's factory, Oz. And it was, it was for split boarders and backcountry skiers taught by a medical professional who's a split boarder instructor. And in the class is a bunch of us, dirtbag, knuckle-dragging splitboarders, right? <laughs> and, and, you know, I put my name tag on, and some people recognize who I was because the splitboard community is not that big, right? It's really easy to be somebody yeah. in the community, and we're all, you know, enjoying snow. Anyways, the person right next to me, who's my partner for the um, 
the EpiPen, you know, that they have the fake EpiPen. And so I had the, the fake EpiPen in my hand and he puts his name tag on. And I'm like, oh, I think we might've had discussion online. He's like, oh, and I'm like, check this. <laughs> Stab him with the fake EpiPen in his leg. And now we're friends. It all worked out. <laughs> and so I'm, that's like the only time I've ever encountered somebody that was like, a, it was a keyboard warrior situation. Mm-hmm. And then um, now we hang out on our birthdays and, and you know, He's a good guy. You know, hung out with his wife and, and dog and stuff. We camp and just a fun guy. Yeah. But yeah. It, it is so much easier, especially like right now, the keyboard warrior, right? Mm-hmm. It's so easy to talk smack. If you get, <laughs> you get in front of that person, like it's, it's a different story, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, like. It is. And. Um, come from a place of love. Yeah. That's well said. Well, speaking of characters, uh, <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> Rad Max. <laughs> What is the creation story with Rad Max? Rad Max, John, he's, uh, he's a bit of a wild card, you know. His boy. Um, so, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of characters. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, I've been playing characters, quote unquote, since, since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And I decided that people could use a good laugh during, not just in a pandemic, but like people are freaking out, man. And, and one of my... Um, you know, I, I don't know if you want to say uh, talents, if, if you will, is, is a little bit of entertainment, right? And yeah, so like uh, mentioned, you know, Greg Cook again, the first time I heard this word and I thought it was just brilliant. I use it all the time. Greg, Greg Cook talked about uh, what he calls entertainment. And if Ooh. you guys don't know Greg Cook, inventor of the, of the FMS. And it was- uh, the FMS right there. Boom. Boom. There it is. Ooh, is that the wooden? Is that yeah, the wooden dude. version? Of course oh, I, yeah. the wood. I love wood. Yeah, I like wood. <laughs> <laughs> so uh entertainment is the idea that like i can tell you to do three sets of 10 lunges and that's going to get results and then next week we're going to put some load on those lunges and you're going to keep your back straight and uh maybe we're going to go lateral as well right and that's going to be boring his shit and that person's going to quit because <laughs> yeah. they're not having any fun mm-hmm. uh, unless you're training a robot right so it's mm-hmm. like the idea of you know throwing out a question of the day the idea of you know throwing a little bit of gamification in there oh you can do a single leg deadlift cool uh, now we're going to train your brain close your eyes try the same thing right there, there's a ton of things that you can do to entertain people while at the same time training them to get from point a to point b and i learned long ago you know one of the one of the number one things that's going to keep someone uh coming back for your services when it comes to coaching is if they're having fun yep. results is actually the second so i i was i was in a seminar and this guy, John Gilson, runs a company again faster. Started off with boot camp, um, ended up running a multi-million dollar uh, equipment company. And he said, hey, what's the number one reason someone's going to come back to you as a coach? And I was like, I know this one. Results. Yeah. He said, eh, close. Fun. I said, oh, okay. What? Okay, that makes sense. Because our people seem like they're having a pretty good time. Oh, yeah. Right? But can, keeping that fun factor. So, like, the fun factor when it comes to entertaining, I've always been a big fan of costume since i was a little kid my mom brought home you know that giant bulky video camera from (laughs) from from work and i was like oh we we could we could make a movie and i kind of had this little epiphany the other day i was like i guess i can be you know i talk a lot about uh you know being your own hero um or being you know the hero of your own movie you know Mm -hmm. whatever that is Uh, many people have said it many different ways but be the person your dog thinks you are you know everybody's everybody's (laughs) I've never heard everybody, that. One. I do like that one. Everybody's saying it different ways. I was like, well, I have YouTube, mm-hmm. right? I have a captive audience. Let's mm-hmm. see if I can make some people laugh. 
right? So mm -hmm. created this character, Rad Max. And Rad Max, if you're familiar with uh, Mad Max, Beyond Thunderdome, right? Mm -hmm. This guy's just a little bit more on the edge of maybe, uh, uh, you know, maybe he's got a few screws loose, but he's also really passionate mm -hmm. about science, you yeah. know, where fitness and nutrition and the ecosystem and carbon footprints, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's into all that stuff. So the idea is that, that that entertainment right yeah uh that's that that's a, that's a little bit about right <laughs> he has a cooking show now he has a cooking show i learned last night about topsoil like to, it's mind-boggling you've done a great job of entertainment i've not not heard that word but it is it's key and you know you bring up another good point it's not about the numbers or the results that is very important in my opinion and i track all those metrics as well but when we go into uh coaching I do kind of put on like I'm an introvert by nature but when I go in to go coach in a group setting especially I'm like oh all right bad pirate joke all right we gotta make this person laugh over here like you know and then people loosen up and then they take the training seriously but they don't take themselves too seriously right and it really helps right so and th there's a great one of my favorite books that I read last year was the alter ego effect by Todd Herman and the alter ego effect goes into, I'm not going to, you know, go into it too much, but it, it was recommended to me by, by several folks. I'm like, okay, I'll check out alter egos, right? Oh, you make an alter ego. Uh, one of my favorite examples from the book was Beyonce. And Beyonce created this alter ego of someone who could actually dance and shake it on stage because she grew up as, as a very reserved, um, very, very quiet church singing choir girl yeah and yeah. at some point somebody was like you got to shake it off stage girl and she was like well i can't do that so she created this alter ego right sasha fierce mm -hmm. and then lo and behold she eventually came out with an album i am sasha fierce when she stepped into that full stage presence now yeah. you don't necessarily have to step into every alter ego but different situations call for you know maybe a slightly different personality and yeah. what they go into the you know uh, for an example, like if I'm a drill instructor and for eight hours a day, I'm screaming in people's faces and then I just have a maybe 15 minute car ride home and then I have to be the, the loving husband or father or whatever that is, that's mm -hmm. not so easy to just shut off immediately. And mm -hmm. so it gives people who might have to be very different in their day job versus their home life versus their friendships or whatever that is, just a little bit of an idea. And it's not, it's not faking it, but it's just if I need to be a certain person for this experience right here mm -hmm. right what would that person do yeah and it really allows you to kind of step into that alter ego and so that the the alter ego of brad max was also just getting a little bit fed up with people delivering fitness and nutrition information in a very dull boring manner and with extreme tact so brad max you know he likes to drop an f-bomb or two yes he does he, he's not exactly tactful and he's and he's very science-based and he's just gonna lay it out uh, exactly how he feels and maybe you resonate with it because it's just spun slightly different than what you're used to what you're used to hearing you know yeah oh no it's it, you're right it's it's educational for sure I, I i didn't know about the day drinking and hrv you know that's great i was like all right <laughs> i'll look into this that's <laughs> but yeah. uh, uh it's it's entertaining i definitely will put some links to your youtube uh on the podcast notes for sure so people can enjoy rad max Hamburger earmuffs for the kids, some F-bombs. Yeah, Rad Max is definitely, my mom got on, uh, you know, my mom's one of my, my biggest critics, you know, uh -huh. biggest fans too, but she's like, oh, I really wish, you know, Rad Max wasn't swearing, you know, and I was like, well, this, Rad Max isn't for kids, mom. She's like, yeah, but 
you could show this video to kids and like no, rad max is not for kids right <laughs> he's got a modillo negro in his hand and he's making beef stew talking about topsoil and dropping f-bombs no. right i'm talking about day drinking hrv that yeah. message does not necessarily hit home with a first grader yeah <laughs> juice box day drinking yeah <laughs> right hey and, and actually that's fantastic because truly, right, the, the more sugary carbohydrates you have closer to bed, the more your heart rate rises. So just on, on, on a little science note there, yeah. right, like this is true. So when, you know, Sean mentions that, the, you know, HRV day drink and what we're talking about there is, you know, the closer to bedtime that you put something in your system that your system has to work against, the worse your sleep. And so alcohol is a great example. If I put a bunch of alcohol into my system before bed, my heart rate has to elevate because it has to pump blood faster to get that toxin out of my body. And when it does that, I lose out on REM sleep. I lose out on that growth hormone cycle mm -hmm. and it F's your sleep up, you know, and sleep is like, a, like we say, sleep's like free steroids, Sean. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> People pay good money for that shit. All right. That's good. And, That's uh, you're, you're messing it up with the booze before bed, but oh yeah, juice box, man. If, if you take a juice box uh, or a bunch of sugar before bed, like that's, that's kind of the same thing, right? Like your body treats that sugar like a toxin. It wants to get it out of the system as quickly as possible, right? Cause it doesn't want high blood sugar levels. And that could absolutely, if I have a, you know, a big glass of juice before I go to bed, that's probably not going to affect my HRV very well. That is a very <laughs> insightful and actionable. Well, I will, uh, this Saturday, boxes away from my kids. Yeah, this Saturday I will recommend my niece's day juice box and I will day drink and we'll see how it works out. Yes. I actually, um, when I saw that, I was watching, oh, this is hilarious. I did, my wife does not work on weekends. I like to work 24-7. I like working a lot, you. right? You know, like you, like, oh, there's a great idea. I should write that down or make a video or write a song. But um, <laughs> so we compromise, as all relationships do, in a good way. And so on Sunday we... She uh, it's like, what movie do you want to watch today? It took me 10 years to get to the spot. I got to watch Lord of the Rings, like two of them in a row. And then she was into it and I got to watch the third one. Then The Hobbits. Yes. Yeah, it was a great week. We had to spread out. And um, anyways, those are good movies. You should revisit them, especially right now. But uh, yeah, I did day drink. I was like, oh, all right. And I stopped at like six and, you know, made some tacos. It, yeah. Have a good night of sleep. So. And it's not to say that day drinking is, is completely with, without, um, you know, any, any sort of consequence or repercussions, right? Like that's oh, yeah. still <laughs> alcohol, alcohol in general. But if like, if you are going to do it and chances are it's a goddamn pandemic right now, yeah. <laughs> like most people are, most people are drinking a little bit, like yeah. chances are you're going to drink. But if you really want to take advantage again of this extra sleep that you get, and maybe you don't care. Maybe you're getting extra sleep, so you figure you could screw a couple hours of it, mm -hmm. whatever. But yeah, I, I would advise, right? I'm not a doctor. Just play <laughs> one on TV. But I, I would advise maybe getting in that booze a little earlier. Mm -hmm. The tricky thing is, you know, if you're going to work out as well. Mm -hmm. So like uh, the, the routine, right? If you can get up early enough, knock out the workout, right? Eat a good healthy breakfast slash lunch, whatever that is. And then if you are going to have a couple beverages, maybe you time that somewhere in the middle. And most of you guys are working from home right now. It's not like you couldn't have a, have a drink at work and <laughs> right. <laughs> You'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's hilarious. It's super, it's actionable. It's, it's helpful. And uh, I like, here's a funny story. Um, my friends were DJing at a, a club here in Denver and Macho Man Randy Savage came in. 
Ooh, oh yeah right and uh my friends are who is also an inspiration for rad max i was wondering i had a pretty strong feeling he was um so he comes in there and he's uh my friend is like say it and back then he was doing the slim gym i'm gonna snap into a slim gym you know and uh macho man's like i don't want to say it you know my friend's like please <laughs> say it i know we'll say it in the microphone because he's djing at, at, the, at the club church and um I don't want to say it. I'm on a, I'm on a date right now, guys. <laughs> this goes back and forth like a four or five minutes. And then finally he says it in the microphone and everybody enjoyed it. But Oh man. I, I know man. a fun story. You want to talk about an alter ego. I don't know if you've seen any of the documentaries on macho man, Randy Savage, but that guy apparently. So I, I, I do too much rad max, but macho man, macho, once macho man, Randy Savage became macho man, Randy Savage. That's who he was at all times. Right. At all times. So, well, like, you, you're, you're buddy, yeah. right? Like, he, he's talking to him, and, and I, I imagine, like, he's there in the DJ booth, and he's like, hey, Macho Man, say it. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to say it, brother. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Here's the thing. Nobody talks like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, nobody, like, Macho Man Randy Savage didn't sound like that in fifth grade, right? He probably didn't sound like it uh, when he got his driver's license. <laughs> but at some point, and who knows, maybe you had a screw or two loose, but like, I love watching the documentary because anytime someone says, any, anytime someone tells a story about Macho Man Randy Savage and they say something that, that Macho Man said, they say it in his voice. Right. <laughs> it's a, a guy telling the story, a girl telling the story. Like it's, it's absolutely hilarious. You look up Macho Man documentaries and you'll hear people just tell these outrageous stories. You know, Macho Man came in and he was like, hey, you guys got to quiet down in here. <laughs> like, Nobody talks like that, man, but he just became, like, he stepped into that, into that macho man, right? Like, that's wow. just who he became. Well, that goes back to the point earlier about having, like, the alter egos, right? And then finding that as a source of uh, empowerment or comfort or, like, you know, for him, he just owned it. That He felt better, yeah. operated better that way, and that was him. Yeah. I'll look into that. I'll put a link to that in notes, too, because that would be very, very entertaining. Probably more than Tiger King. But... <laughs> <laughs> which we did watch i i did indulge in that and i was like gosh you know people are interesting they, <laughs> yeah you know i was i i had a carol, carol, carol. Baskin, man. yeah i uh i had this full plan actually wrote out a script to do a parody of it about a guy that loves kettlebells mm -hmm. and uh he's <laughs> instead of tigers <laughs> and i i think i i think the time has passed i feel like if i would have done it two weeks ago you know, the memes have died down a little bit. Yeah. I, I just don't think it would be as funny anymore. So I got to come up with a new character. Oh, and you will. You're really good at this. Uh, well, Ryan, I, I, you know, I always enjoy talking with you and sharing insights that are, that are entertaining. They're entertaining. Yeah. Entertaining. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stuff in here that's very actionable for, for fitness professionals, for business uh, professionals, for people on the other side, too. Just, you know, there's a lot to unpack in this this episode so uh thank you for that um hey thank thank you man i i hope you know i love talking with you hanging out <laughs> with you too man even if it's you know virtually hopefully um you know just love sharing what's sharing what's on our minds you know hopefully you know if, if people get something out of it whether it's you know reaching out to your community or you know maybe not snapping back on somebody when they snap at you coming from that place of love yeah, you know whatever that is, or maybe it's day drinking. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If there's something, you know, take take it away, use it. If if it's useful, use it. If not, let it go. Ah, so good. Yeah. Well, um, 
yeah, I'll have recaps of all that stuff too, hopefully in the notes, because yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's immediately actionable. It's stuff I'm going to do after this episode's over. I'm going to reach out to a lot of people too. So you've inspired me today. That's always awesome, nice. man. Well, thank you. Thank My you. My pleasure. Well, um, Ryan, um, thank you for your time. Thanks for sharing your love and your knowledge and your entertainment. And um, we'll do this again here in a few weeks. And I'm sure we'll have something new projects we've created. We want to share with the, the world and, yeah, man, it is, it is content, <laughs> content central over here at, at, at Gaines, at Gaines Station. <laughs> so there's no telling what we're going to create, man. Oh, I look forward to seeing it all. It's always good stuff, man. Well, awesome guys. And uh, for you out there listening to a podcast or viewing the video, thank you for your time. And uh, I think from Ryan and myself, uh, love to you and love to your families and uh, strength to you as well.